Welcome to another edition of Park Talk Podcast, the official podcast of the Naperville Park District. Welcome back to our Park Talk Podcast studio for another episode of the 2019 State of the Park District Address. During this episode, I will be talking with Director of Parks, Kevin Finnegan, Naperbrook Head Golf Professional, Tim Dunn, and Parks and Fleet Operations Manager, Carl Gora. Welcome to all of you. Thank you. Being a Parks and Recreation Agency, Parks and Golf are two key areas that the district manages. And our conversation today will, be, will include delving into some parks-related initiatives and environmental practices, in addition to talking about future plans for our golf operations. Before we get started, I wanted to mention that this year's podcast has a theme of connecting the community. And I'd like for all of us to keep that in mind as we talk about parks, golf goals, and accomplishments. So let's get started. Kevin, I'm going to start with you. I'd like to start with the Sustainable Parks Initiative, which is a project that was formally introduced at the district in 2018. Can you provide a brief overview on what exactly this initiative is? Yeah, sure. In uh, 2017, a group of local red residents, they approached us because of concerns about the use of uh, pesticides and herbicides in our parks. Mm-hmm. So we worked with uh, a representative of the Midwest Pesticide Action Center um, to create a more in-depth plan for the use of natural and organic products in our parks. Uh, that was not new to us. We mm-hmm. were already doing that for several years at, a, uh, at Knock Park and others with, within the uh, Central Park area. Um, now it's a formalized program. Sure. So uh, the Sustainable Parks Initiative is a program that uses natural and organic products to maintain our, all of our play- playgrounds, a 15-foot buffer, uh, for weed con- control. In, in addition, we use a higher blend of organic fertilizers in eight other parks, totaling 60 mobile acres. Wow, that's great. And you'd mentioned that this wasn't something that was new to the district. We'd actually been doing these kinds of things over at Knock Park, which I think is a, a testament to really the park district's environmentalism and how we feel that's such an important thing of what we do in trying to move forward those initiatives that really do focus on the health of the community. Absolutely. The word sustainability comes up a lot these days in conversations pertaining to the environment or recycling, things like of that nature. But what does it mean specifically as it relates to our parks operations? Sustainability is used in many different contexts, as as you mentioned. Mm -hmm. Uh, For us, as far as overall maintenance of our parks, it's the ability. It has two meanings. One is the ability for us to maintain our park level maintenance plan, and the second is. Uh, from an environmental perspective, it relates to the avoidance of uh, re- of the removal or depletion of natural re- resources at the sacrifice of e- ecological balance. Okay. Base, base, basically, that's we always keep a keen eye on mm-hmm. that. Sure, of course. And Carl, I know that you've been really integrally involved in a lot of our environmental initiatives. Has a sustainable parks initiative changed the way we maintain our parks? And if so, in what ways? Well, you know, it really has. Um, It doesn't change the fact that we maintain the parks or the core functions of the maintenance, but how we go about doing those functions. Um, One of the main uh, parts of a sustainable park is that we use organic fertilizer. And organic fertilizer ties in nicely with a sustainable idea because organic fertilizers are renewable. They basically come from plant or animal matter. So those types of fertilizers are constantly regenerating themselves. We're not mining it out of the ground and then using it up. So it's a sustainable situation. Um, we switched uh, 35,000 pounds 
<clears throat> excuse me, um, last year we switched about 35,000 pounds of conventional fertilizer out for organic. And wow, <laughs> that's a huge amount. It is, it really is. And you know, and the long term, you know, the whole thing about sustainability is that you're in it for the long game. Sure. And what you'll find with the organic fertilizers is that they really do help the park thrive uh, in the most you know beneficial of ways for everybody to use the park but also allow the park to be there for future generations to be right. used in the exact same way absolutely so you know one of the other things that we do at the mainstays of the sustainable park initiative is that we do weed control and it's a necessary mm-hmm. evil of sure. having a park right of course you've got something growing definitely there'll be something that you don't want growing next to it at some point so one of the nice things that we've picked up and expanded our use of is uh, very environmentally responsible weed control. Mm-hmm. And basically what we're using to control dandelions in those parks is a liquid iron. Um, you know, very non-toxic, it's effective. Uh, it does take two applications as opposed to one, so that's the downside. Sure. However, it does work. Um, so that's kind of a nice, a nice change that we've made. Um, one that I'd like to highlight too is the installation of pollinator gardens. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, everybody knows the plight of pollinators and, and the decline of insects around the world. Um, one of the things we did, and I'll use Knock Park as an example, is take an area that was uh, growing some turf. There's a parking lot island between asphalt and parking lot. And uh, to make a long story short, we took the turf out, put in just a simple planting of clover. And I'll tell you, it is just a paradise to watch every day. It's full of uh, bumblebees, honeybees, moths. Um, all the good pollinators that really are disappearing in large part due to lack of habitat. So those are all, you know, kind of the three things that I think we focused on in the sustainable initiative. That's great. And it's great to see nature kind of, you know, take its course and see the pollinators come back. That's, that's really important because I know that's a big topic of conversation these days. Mm-hmm. Tim, I'm interested in finding out how the concept of sustainability has touched golf. Well, sustainability for golf uh, not only relates to the environment, but also economically. Mm-hmm. Um, golf as an industry and our golf courses specifically have been making changes in operations and equipment to improve and limit our use of resources, whether that's water, fuel, fertilizers, pesticides. Um, from an environmental aspect, it's important to reduce our reliance on these resources. Sure. But economically, it also makes sense to reduce our use of all the resources as it helps to reduce our expenses. Golf has become very cost-conscious over the last couple of years, and to remain sustainable as an operation, we need to be aware of all these expenses. And you guys have done a great job with that, too. That's been a, a definite change over the last few years. Yeah, we're feeling we're moving in the right direction. Sure, absolutely. I'm interested, Carl, coming back to you and talking about the Sustainable Parks Initiative just for a couple more minutes here. What kinds of feedback have we received from residents? Because you talk about changing the way you do maintenance and, you know, things might look a little bit different. And But I also know that there's a lot of people that are definitely, you know, championing our efforts for, for being more environmentally aware. What have you heard from residents about that? Well, you know, I can tell you it's all been positive. Okay. Um, in my position now and, and my position, uh, I've been in this business a lot of years. I've always been the one who takes the phone calls from <laughs> residents, right? So... I, you know, the feedback comes to me first. And I can tell you in all those years, you know, 30 years now, um, I've never had anybody tell me they wanted, you know, more toxic chemicals out in the park. But right. when I explain what we're doing, it's all positive. And we, you know, we're doing things sustainably. We're using uh, the least, or the, let's say the most friendly uh, alternative to control weeds, for instance. They're very supportive of it. Um, can't say I've had anything but 100% support. I think what's really interesting, too, is that other districts, um, employees from other districts, have called us 
um, to find out how to get started doing the same thing that we do. Oh, that's great. Um, and what that tells me is that their residents are calling them and saying, hey, we'd like to see the same thing. We'd sure. like these environmentally friendly parks. We'd like sustainability. And uh, they come to us. So, again, I, I take that as a positive uh, sure. feedback. Sure, that's really cool, for sure. And I also know, too, it's, it's a lot about educating residents and just letting them know what we're doing and why we're doing what we're doing. I also know, too, that it, we've done a little bit with getting residents involved and in a good old-fashioned way of getting rid of weeds, at least temporarily, is pulling them. And we've had a couple of events around that, too, which I think has maybe helped to educate residents a little bit about what we're doing. It's also important to note that we've been recognized for our environmental efforts, and most recently that came in the form of an award for Best Green Practices from the Illinois Association of Park Districts. What about our program do you think makes other agencies inclined to recognize our efforts? Well, I believe that Carl just point, pointed to that and mm-hmm. the uh, fact that we are <clears throat> that we are a leader in the area. Uh, we have many other park districts coming to us to um, to implement programs that they may have felt were otherwise not able, not attainable. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the Sustainable Parks Initiative, as one example, can be done at some level. may not need to be a 100% approach, but it can be accomplished at some level. Okay. That, in addition to all of the other initiatives that we do, Carl has done a fantastic job with increasing the use of propane fuels. Uh, our trades department is continually looking for ways to, uh, save elec- to save electricity with the installation of LED lighting and other cost-effective um, uh, principles. Also, our planning department uses lead uh, design principles. Whenever we are building a building, may not be silver uh, or platinum qualified, but they still follow the very same principles. Okay. Golf operations, I want to turn to you, Tim, for a minute. It's an area that we've seen a whole lot of positive changes in recent years, and progress continues to be made, and it's, it's really exciting to watch you guys go in a, a real positive direction um, to ensure that our facilities, programs, services remain relevant, particularly with the game of golf. In 2018, golf staff worked on developing a master plan to address the future of both Springbrook and Naperbrook. Can you give an overview of what that process looked like and where you are currently in the master plan process? Surely. Um, Golf began working about 12 months ago on developing a master plan for the Park District Golf Operations. Our courses, while continuing to be successful over the past few years, have reached an age where our golf course infrastructure is requiring some updating or replacing. Uh, Most of these renovations will be large projects, so to make sure we're making decisions that will help our courses remain competitive and relevant, uh, we began working with Greg Martin, a golf course architect, as well as the NGF, or National Golf Foundation. Uh, We use them as resources to pinpoint needed upgrades, get feedback and buy-in from our golfers, and look at the long-term viability and return on the investment with the upgrades. Uh, Our current golf capital plan has some of these renovations beginning as soon as next year, and we are now in the process of determining the proper phasing of these projects to fit in our budget and minimize the disruption for our players. That's pretty exciting when you think about what the future has in store for the golf courses. Yeah, I think both staff and the the our core customers are pretty excited about the potential. Well, and the other thing is, too, I started off our episode talking about that the theme is making connections in the community and, and connecting residents. And I do want to emphasize before we move on the fact that as part of that process, and you mentioned it very briefly, was involving the golfers and getting feedback during the whole golf master plan process. Yeah, we reached out to uh, some of our core players at both, both golf courses and 
had a handful of meetings where we presented uh, our thoughts and our designs and then got feedback from mm-hmm. them to make sure we were on point with what, what they what they needed. It's an important part of what we do, for sure. Very much. As of late last year, Springbrook and Naperbrook have a new website. And more notably, and I'm very excited about this because we've seen a lot of success, an online store. Can you talk a little bit about our e-store and how successful it's been? Yeah, it's been fantastic. Um, I'm pretty excited about the, the early success we've had. Um, and I think it's maybe for two main key factors I can mm-hmm. pinpoint. Um, one, I think we've kind of hit a new demographic that we struggle with over the last right. couple of years, and that's the millennials. Yep. Um, as we know, they're very mobile dependent. And to provide this opportunity to them to purchase via their mobile device or iPads, I think, has is, is really, really helped us out early on. Um, second, just the ease and the convenience of it. You know, our, our, our customers now can purchase a lot of their golfing needs anywhere. Right. You know, from the comfort of their couch or a restaurant or a bar, you know, anywhere they can connect, the opportunities are there for them. So That's a big part um, of it. Yeah. We rolled this out on Black Friday. And we kept the online e-store up for four weeks through the holiday shopping season. Um, each week, we presented a new purchase option, um, whether it was range cards or lesson packages or a 10-round punch card, um, all provided value to that customer. And um, it's been huge. Um, we've seen a 50% increase in sales in our gift cards compared to last year. That's incredible. Um, you know, And within that four-week period, we generated over $40,000 in online sales. So... As I said, we're pretty pumped um, about the early success, but um, we're not going to stop there. We're going to, you know, stay aggressive and look forward to the opportunities for this year. (laughs) Correct. Definitely. Definitely. And talking about opportunities for this year, what are some of the things that golfers can look forward to at Springbrook and Naperbrook in 2019 and in the near future? I know you talked a little bit about the master plan, but what are some things like kind of in the near future that people can look for? Well, um, near future stuff. Um, you know, we're still going to continue uh, to expand the offerings with the online store, mm-hmm. um, as well as golfers going online to see opportunities for online specials. Mm-hmm. Um, we just purchased a new high-tech launch monitor, um, FlightScope. That's going to add value to our private lessons and club fitting opportunities. Okay. Um, Very cool. So I'm really looking forward to diving into that and, and presenting that to our customers. Um, you know, I equate it as when you go to purchase a new pair of shoes. You don't just buy them. You try them on first. Right. Um, same thing in the golf swing. Each swing is different. Mm-hmm. Get fit and dial your equipment into your particular golf swing. So excited about that opportunity, too. Um, looking forward to our competitive tournament schedule that we provide our customers. Um, you know, it kicks off right in mid-April and ends in, call it mid-November. So um, looking forward to that opportunity for our players to play some competitive golf. You know, and then just finally uh, the PGA Junior League um, and that success. And then that we, continued success. That's continued been a success. great program. Absolutely. Yeah. And then uh, just the potential of, you know, again, trying to hit the, the millennials um, and making it an experience. Um, other than the traditional golf cart, there's so many different transportation options out there sure, now. Sure, sure. You know, you've got the surfboard. You've got the two-wheel motorcycle. You've got the four-wheel ATV single riders. So wow. there's options out there that we've been kicking around <laughs> sure. um, again, to, just to make an experience and, sure. and have fun again. And keep maintain golf's relevance and Absolutely. exactly expand to new markets. Definitely. I'm interested, Kevin, what are the next steps for parks operations and specifically the sustainable parks initiative? Well, we're definitely going to focus on staying the course with, with our initiative. We'll be going into year two in 2019. Mm-hmm. We will continue to evaluate the successes and look for new opportunities. 
And as well as we are uh, a big in, in initiative coming down the pipe for us for, for 2019, 20, and 21 is the conversion of uh, turf areas in many of our parks to natural prairie and wet, wetland prairie uh, with, with, uh, the, with the desired outcome to be improved stormwater quality. All right. Well, it sounds like yet another busy year for parks and golf operations. I like hearing about the fact that you're always doing something new, and it's not just the, for the sake of doing something new, but rather to improve things, You know, whether it relates to the customer experience, efficiencies, or practices that better emphasize the district's focus on health and wellness. Thanks to my guests, Kevin, Carl, and Tim. I appreciate you sharing your time and expertise with us. Our pleasure. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Additional information on Naperville Park District programs and services can be found at naprovilleparks.org. The Naperville Park District's mission is to provide recreation and park experiences that promote healthy lives, healthy minds, and a healthy community. Park Talk Podcast is a production of the Naperville Park District.